We're back, everybody. It's hard to believe it's been two weeks again. Wow, already. Yep. Yeah. I want to make a special shout out to all my family members. I think they are the only ones that maybe listen to our podcast. Hi, Mom. Love you. <laughs> I don't know if any of my family members even uh, know about my podcast. So I don't think. It I, I'm just kidding. I don't think my mom listens to my podcast. <laughs> it's really sad. It's so sad. Ever since I moved out of the basement. But enough depressing news. We're here to have so have a good time, talk security, talk marketing, talk nonsense. I think those are our three major goals, right, Griff? Yeah, that's what we do every week. And I've already screwed up by not introducing my lovely uh, and wonderful and talented guest host, who's not really a guest. Mm. He's just a co-host. But I can't stop talking. Is that a promotion? I just got up from... Uh... <laughs> Featured guest to co-host, huh? <laughs> awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it, it is is going to be a good one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of fun today. Well, let's get let's get started. Let's get at it. Let's talk some security. Actually, I've got two really big things that I want to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, you said there was some positive news. I hope hopefully these are positive. <laughs> security seems like it might not be, but we'll see. I may have lied a little bit. Oh no. Yeah. May not be great news. Oh, that's not good. All right, well, let's get into it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll just put it out there in the world and kind of go from there. Um, if if you uh, if if you're reading a newspaper, you probably already know about the first thing that I'm going to talk about, which is um, Twitter was hacked or compromised. We don't actually know that they were hacked, mm. um, but in the process of about sometime last week, uh, the 15th or the 16th of July. Um, Twitter started severely limiting access to being able to tweet, um, which is a pretty big deal. It's kind of like the only thing they really do is let you yeah. tweet. Yeah. But what happened was is some accounts were getting uh, uh, spammed, uh, verified accounts of all things that were saying, hey, I'm feeling exceptionally philanthropic today, although I don't think they use the word philanthropic, but, but they were like, I want to give away my money. I'm mm. so rich. If you Bitcoin me a thousand dollars, I'll Bitcoin you back too, which why wouldn't they just give you a thousand? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of red flags in that statement. <laughs> there, there really is, but it does sound like it worked. Uh, and, and, uh, the compromised accounts generated around $119,000. So, oh, wow. Well, what are we talking though? I mean, are these like smaller people or like celebrities or? No, no. Uh, I mean, probably some names you've never heard of before. Um, Elon Musk. Oh. Uh, I, I believe Bill Gates was on there. Oh, that's not exactly. Um, <laughs> this little tiny startup called Apple. Oh. Uh, they they were in there too, and then um, this guy. Uh, Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel, I, you know, honestly, I feel like that guy could be president someday. Well, this sounds interesting because that doesn't seem like it would be their accounts got hacked, but Twitter itself did. So that's that's pretty interesting. Well, so we still are in pins and needles to get the official statement from Twitter. Yeah. And, and stuff like this is going to take a few months because they are obviously going to be auditing and having third-party companies yep. come in. The initial releases, though is that um, maybe it was the result of a social engineering attack against Twitter employees. And huh. 
I feel like one of the things that we talk about the most on this particular podcast is the the importance of recognizing that social engineering is the idea of convincing people to do things in a hurry and they're just trying to do their jobs and do the right things. But if you don't stop and think about it, your instinct is actually uh, is actually a liability. And so what they think happened is uh, several maybe support members or what have you um, gave and reset passwords or mm. allowed access to unauthorized apps. We're not really sure what's going on there. We just know that these unverified accounts had legitimate postings, basically. They, 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 it's not like the accounts were compromised in that respect. It's not, hey, Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft, gave up the password. Yeah. Um, th- thankfully. I mean, how bad would that be? <laughs> hey, you're a computer guy. I feel like he might understand a little bit of uh, how that works. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, him being compromised is the one that makes you go, there's something else here. Uh-huh. There's something else going on. Um, and then the the next thing is kind of more of a, uh, uh, I will save the listeners today, but uh, I know you've fallen victim to when customers and clients of ours have asked about uh, VPNs, like consumer-grade VPNs for mm-hmm. their houses. And that usually results in a 20-minute conversation to, well, nobody in the room. Uh, it's just really me and the walls because at this point you guys kind of are like, oh, there's Matt going on his rampage. <laughs> VPNs again. But in what sounds like an Onion article and not security news, (laughs) the log files of several VPN providers were released into the public. Well, wait a minute. Aren't VPN providers not supposed to log traffic and whatnot? It's not that they're not supposed to log. It's that that that's their major marketing benefit. Is that they, hey, we don't log your stuff. We don't track you. (laughs) Browse the internet securely, safely, and anonymously. Anonymously, And this is why I get on my high horse, because if you think that they do not have legal requirements, then um, you're wrong. It doesn't matter what country you're in, unless you're in one of those really shady countries, and then they're definitely monitoring you because they can profit off of it. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, these log files had traffic information, where you're going, what you're doing, all this kind of stuff. Um, and, and it was all, like we talked earlier, it was all advertised that these logs just did not exist. Except they do. And now they're on the internets. Man, and there was probably an uptick in people uh, using VPNs just from the work from home, you know. Absolutely. Lots of people. There was a lot of concern security-wise. And and. I want to. I kind of want to set the the record straight. You're probably using a. If you're working from home today, your company is very likely having you use a VPN. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. I want to. I want to emphasize the private because people think private means anonymous. Private just means isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when we say that you have a private network, it means that the connection between you. And the place that you're connecting, that those endpoints, they are still, uh, uh, those are isolated sort of from the rest of the internet. They're encrypted and all that. What the endpoint on the other end does, that's not necessarily anonymous. Um, and what you do to get to the internet from that point, yeah. that too may not be anonymous. So 
Really? We got to be careful. Just because, you know, it sounds like it's the greatest thing in the entire world does not mean that it actually is. Um, and that VPNs, while they are uh, a great way to secure your connection so that you can access private data, they, they are not private, does not mean anonymous. Private just means encrypted between the two endpoints. So these providers, I've always kind of claimed them to be a hoax. And this, this just proves that. And, you know, I'm going to act like I've been there before. But I was right. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you say to people who are using it for, you know, like watching Netflix and, you know, for videos that are not available in your country or something like that? Because that's necessar- not necessarily, you know, work-related. You're probably not giving that much information to people that are, you know, caring about what you're watching. You're, you're, you're skating the rules a little bit on that. And, and, and I think if you're going into this idea that your data is not anonymous, mm-hmm. the issue that I see is that, you're really trusting your an- anonymity with another company that you don't know what their motivation is. Yeah. And so um, you don't know what they're doing or not doing. And a lot of countries have laws in place with service providers, including VPN providers, where they cannot tell you that you are being tracked. So that means that if I'm being tracked from the standpoint of them wanting to know what I'm doing and what I'm putting out there, that provider can't say anything and they have to comply. No different than an ISP has to comply. So you just don't know and and you will not know. Now, um, there was a practice with some of these providers, but they gave up on it um, where they did what were called warrant canaries. And what would happen is, is you would log in and you'd be greeted with a web page that says, uh, we are not tracking this session, right? Um, Cool. And what would happen is to skirt the legal requirements, if they were tracking your session, they wouldn't show that banner. Mm. But people never realized that they were doing that, so it was kind of a moot point. So they kind of stopped doing it. So the the concept being is is they would always tell you you weren't being monitored unless you were being monitored. Um, So anyhow, VPN... Not a reliable way to anonymize your traffic. If you're using it because you're trying to circumvent some advertising, this can help that condition. Or you you mentioned maybe you're trying to watch uh, uh, something that is overseas. You're trying to, you're trying to get around region locks. Um, those aren't always successful either because the major carriers their IP blocks end up being mm-hmm. identified by the providers. Netflix blocks a lot of VPN providers. Um, Ironically, we had um, one for some parental control software, and uh, on mobile devices, they use a VPN to track and filter that data, and um, kiddo couldn't get access to the internet, or not access, couldn't access Netflix. So Netflix identified them as a VPN provider and straight up blocked them. Wow. (laughs) So... Just a couple real big things there. Those are two large, large things. I mean, Twitter being uh, scammed, basically, that, that's a that's a big deal, man. Jeez. And we probably won't find out more about this for another couple months. But I've been keeping my eye on it because it is interesting. And it does show, you know, it doesn't matter if you're one of the largest IT companies or, or largest IT services that is out there on the web. Social engineering is real, and you need to be educated. You need to stay alert. You mm-hmm. need to pay attention. And and 
always take a deep breath before you actually respond, you know, make sure you're following protocol because we live in a world, unfortunately, where protocol has to usurp, you know, that goodness, you know, our, our natural tendencies. So how would one, uh, be able to like teach their employees and whatnot, how to circumvent something like that? How do, how do they learn those? Uh, we, we, uh, enforce the idea and the concept of continual training with all of our, our clients and, and, of course, we have a um, security essentials package that bundles a bunch of services together um, that includes video-based training. This is always a great way. Education, education, education. Um, number two, using an offline method to verify. Uh, if you get an email demanding something be done right away, make a phone call to the person. Don't ask them what phone number you want them to call. Use your CRM system to call that person and verify the information. Yeah. Um, because obviously if the email has been compromised and you say, where do you want me to call you from? You're going to get the bad guy's information. Yeah, don't look at the signature. It's probably... Mo yeah, smooth. move aside. But there's a, a bunch of telltale signs that you can use, and we encourage everybody to do that. The other thing that we do with our clients through the Security Essentials platform that we have is um, we actually simulate engineering uh, but through phishing attempts and, right. and we we track those and so the idea is our goal is not to gotcha anybody we want everybody to succeed these um but we we want them to know why they've they failed because we want to build a culture that says this is what you need to do to stay safe mm -hmm. so it's not an option anymore small businesses are the uh target of all this ransomware has been hitting people quite hard it used to be ransomware was really just for the big guys it's yep. for all of us so us. we need to take it seriously security is important for everyone mm -hmm. but um, may maybe we can move on to less depressing <laughs> news I, I already mentioned that this was supposed to be an exciting podcast griff i'm kind of letting the people down yeah uh well i got i got some cool news for uh hopefully small businesses um more so probably the second a little bit but um Recently, Snapchat, actually last Wednesday, uh, Snapchat announced that um, it's beta testing brand profiles. And Snapchat has always been, you know, user-based. So you, you've never been able to have like a company on, a, on Snapchat. Um, before, if you wanted to do that, you kind of needed to do an organic attempt. You could start posting stories and get followers and that type of thing. But about 30 brands as of now are testing this. So like Ben and Jerry's, Universal Pictures, some big names. So, you know, we're not able to get in there yet, but soon this is this is a beta test but these brand profiles are creating permanent content hubs and profile pages so basically you're able to have a kind of like what instagram would have you know you, you'd have you know your bio links and things like that as a profile and that's kind of the closest social platform that is like this instagram has stories instagram has you know links when you get to a certain amount of followers things like that um so i'm, I'm, I'm kind of comparing it to that but snapchat is allowing people to advertise within their platform and we're, we're questioning whether or not people are going to be getting notifications push notifications on brands and stuff now and basically is that going to hinder snapchat from you know growing because if you're starting to get push notifications from brands and whatnot you know is, is that going to be a turnoff for a lot of people who knows that is a great question though is, is you know if you lose sight of what it is you're trying to do and, and it's the hardest part for a lot of these social media platforms is it costs money to run them, mm -hmm. but you have to stay true to what your platform is. Yeah. Um, on the other side, though, Hulu 
who is now launching their ad manager is now allowing people to um, basically advertise with them for cheaper. Before they were kind of more expensive, uh, but now you can get in there for as low as $500. And for $500, that's actually pretty good. A small business could easily do that. Hulu's notorious for high pricing and with ads with like $30 to $40 for just like a thousand views. That's been kind of high for people. And, you know, a thousand views, you know, you, you start, you know, compounding that. Um, if we're talking like closer down to $20, that's a lot easier for a lot of people to do. And 58 million people watch Hulu with ads as of May 2019. So wow. a small business could be really hitting people uh, hard. And we're not really sure if that's going to be, um, you know, what the audience targeting could be, you know, whether or not you could do local advertising or what. But as of now, it's in beta. So, you know, that'll probably grow into something bigger. Um, but Hulu's low minimums, you know, are given small operations the ability to start experimenting at least. I'm actually pretty excited about this as a consumer. Yeah. Um, th- this sounds bad, but how often do we watch a streaming platform and you see the same three commercials every commercial yeah. break and you're forced to watch them? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wouldn't it be I, interesting I, to see like your you know local HVAC company or plumbing company? You know, I, I, I think this could actually be a great thing even for the bigger guys, because right now, you if I'm watching, out. I'm getting burned out on those ads, but if there's a lot of variance, I may not move. I may be like, I wonder what's coming up. Yeah. I, I think I watched, uh, I binged a show last year, and I, I think every single advertisement when I was watching that show was just Matthew McConaughey talking about wild turkey. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> the worst, and the worst is when it's that commercial. And then when and that commercial ends, it's again. the same yeah, commercial. It's crazy. And you're like, man, I hope they aren't paying for this view because the last thing I want right now is Wild Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I want a little Sazerac. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be, I think, quite a big change for people. And um, the minimum being 500 to get in there, that's that's quite a big deal. I mean, people think Google ads are expensive, but um, you know, you're talking LinkedIn or Hulu before. They were, they were pushing some serious numbers, so... This is a this is a nice change of pace. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for the Lighthouse IT podcast <laughs> advertisement on Hulu. On Hulu, <laughs> unless you pay for premium, I guess. But I I do I do pay for premium. Yeah, I pay for premium now too. So <laughs> I, I scrapped cable, and now we're at the point with all of the the streaming services. I yeah. I feel like I'm paying about the same as I did for. That's that's another interesting uh, point, though. You know, like. We're talking about how excited as a current consumer we are. You know, there's a chance I might downgrade just to see what it's all about. I'd be curious to see, you know, like Wojo's or something like that talking yeah. about. And, and if you're saving, you can save a little bit of money. Yeah. I think there's opportunity for commercials, especially since we're getting into that space where people are getting, um, uh, uh, what do they call it, like streaming fatigue, the, the pricing fatigue of mm-hmm. everybody just wanting five, ten. If you're HBO Max, you think 15 bucks a month is acceptable. Um, it, it, and so you might see people downgrade and want the advertising. So this is actually a, a really cool opportunity. There's a there's a service I occasionally watch uh, that's not meant to be a free plug for them, but Pluto. Um, I love the American Gladiators channel. Please keep, please keep it, please. Um, where I get to watch all of these old, early 90s American Gladiator shows um, and Total Wipeout. If I'm honest, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's now, but it is advertising driven, and this is one of those organizations where um, uh, I was listening to an interview with one of the guys that is um, on their team, and he said straight up, 
because we think there's an opportunity for ad-based streaming platforms to make a run and come back because everybody's exhausted of paying three or four bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. Or, mm-hmm. and it's free then. Yeah, it's free. You get eyes. Everybody else pays for it. So it, it, this is actually pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I went off on a pretty long tangent there. Uh, who knows though? We might even get to like the Super Bowl effect where, you know, commercials are what you're wanting to watch at that point. Cause it's the local commercials, you know, maybe your car dealership's getting kind of crazy, <laughs> you know, making some pretty crazy commercials. Crazy eddies. Yeah. So who knows? Well, that's great. That's great. I, I think uh, I think what we should do is we should probably just end this podcast right now so we can go watch some Hulu yeah. and start uh, evaluating advertisements. So with that, Griff, I'm Matt. We'll catch you all later. Yeah. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, um, or uh, you just want to know whether or not it's a mole or a growth, hey, get in contact with us at lighthousesol.com slash podcast you can find links to all of the news articles and information that we spouted off to you today right there as well as have access to all of the backlog of podcasts and heck while you're around check around and see what we can do for you Uh, really appreciate it have yourself a fantastic week